You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and um, that you're excited because Dallas Cowboys football is back technically. Um, we saw a game. We had a game. We enjoyed a game. Might be a, an interesting way to put it, but uh, we're here to talk about it. This is our official Dallas Cowboys postgame show on the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel. Make sure you do subscribe. We do this after every single Dallas Cowboys game. We have a live show every single day, and on Monday, we actually have an interview with Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott that we'll be dropping, so you can look forward to that. Uh, but for now, we're here to talk about what we saw on Saturday night against the Denver Broncos, the Cowboys losing 17-7. to um, I don't know that I would consider that an important thing. Um, I don't know that that the score matters. I don't know that anybody is bothered by the fact that the Cowboys lost the game. There are a lot of things um, to assess and to figure out that have nothing to do with the score and with, uh, again, the fact that the Cowboys are 0-1 in the preseason. We'll see that. We'll hear that. It'll be something that people say. Uh, lots of people kind of trickling in now, AJ, with a bunch of the, the vomiting emojis. Um, we'll also see what uh, Mike McCarthy has to say. He'll, he'll hit the podium uh, soon enough. But um, this is um, this was a very interesting day, very interesting game to say the least. Baylor Kim says it's honestly comical at this point that they didn't fix any issue from last year. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, if you have followed us before, if you've stuck around uh, since last year, if you've been around, if you've seen any of our live post-game shows before, we've generally done winners and losers. Going to try to be a little bit more positive this season. Don't want to don't want to put that energy out there. We want to we want to speak positive and, and positive vibes uh, for the Cowboys and for everyone, obviously, in the whole world. Um, so in Instead of winners and losers this year, we're going to do stock up and stock down. So if you have any players, people, coaches, or things uh, that you find to have their stock rising after Saturday night's preseason game, let us know. If you have any stock downs, let us know. I have a list. Uh, Kevin says they both sucked. Danucci should have had an interception, but his wide receiver bailed his arse out. Uh, Chris says positive about what? There were some positives. Look, there, I know there was a lot to feel negative about. I know that there were a lot of things that really felt terrible. Cotton Smith says horrible. Um, look, there were some positive things. Irving says penalties. Of course, uh, penalties are going to be kind of the takeaway. Um, nothing from Mike McCarthy yet, by the way, uh, as far as his comments. I'm sure, I can promise you, Mike McCarthy is going to be mad. He's going to be pissed. He's going to say, this is unacceptable for my team. We don't have penalties here. We fixed this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So um, we'll see what Mike McCarthy has to say. So let's start. We have to start, of course, with a um, – well, by the way, before we do, Caleb Swanson says, score and loss doesn't matter. The coaching with fouls is obviously concerning. Dan Quinn, to me, is the highlight because I felt like the defense still did okay. However, the offense was uh, – like 
Joey Tribbiani thought his um, his review was abysmal. Joey thought that was a good thing. Um, so it is, uh, you know, Miguel says, bro, what games you watch? I don't know what your point is, Miguel, if you're saying that maybe there were no positive. There, there were some positive things. I definitely feel that way. I'm not saying that, you know, we should all feel great that there's sunshine and roses surrounding the Dallas Cowboys right now. But um, let, let's just let's kind of get into it. Stock down. I don't know how you, you start anywhere else. Uh, the penalties, the Cowboys committing 17 penalties tonight against the Denver Broncos for 129 yards. Um, that is bad. That is more than bad. That is embarrassing. That is devastating. That is humiliating. That is, I mean, it's unacceptable, right? Like there's no other word to say than that it's unacceptable. How could the Dallas Cowboys possibly commit 17 penalties? And there's a lot of uh, layers to this. There are people who feel different ways, right? There's one perspective that says the sky is falling. Everything's terrible. By the way, Kevin notes that there were only 17 accepted penalties, that there were more. There were notable instances, multiple instances where the Cowboys were actually called for multiple penalties on a single play with only one of them being accepted. So yes, you could add kind of a double up a few different times. There at the very end, there was an 18th penalty that was not accepted. Uh, it was declined by the Denver Broncos. So you could, if you really wanted to kind of approximate this and say the Cowboys committed 20 flagrant plays or had 20 flagrant moments uh, with only 17 accepted penalties. And so one half of this argument, and it's fair to say, look, it's preseason. What are you freaking out about? They still have time. They still have a month to get ready. They have less than a month. The season starts on September 11th. that that is technically true, right? It's technically true that it's preseason. It's this is you know the time of year where you're working things out. That is technically a true statement. But it is also true that this was the most penalized team in the NFL last year. It is also true that Mike McCarthy, every chance he got, every time he stood behind a lectern over the last few months, Mike McCarthy told us how discipline was a focus. How he talked about penalties specifically, how penalties were going to be addressed. Penalties could not be an issue in 2022 for the Dallas Cowboys penalties were going to be taken care of you have 17 penalties and I know I I know that people are pointing out the official here is the official from the San Francisco loss the Cowboys by the way had 14 penalties in their wild card loss to the 49ers so look if it if it walks like a duck and if it quacks like a duck it's a team with no discipline and that's where we're at with the Dallas Cowboys is look you can you can debate right there there were some holding calls on Tyler Smith that some people at least the first one kind of felt were a little bit ticky tack right you can you can kind of blame some of that stuff if you want and by the way Baylor Kim comes out and says uh Mike's gonna blame the refs Uh, I agree well I'm very very excited and anxious to see what Mike McCarthy has to say which is why we're monitoring things here for you Uh, but um, I mean you you cannot blame officials you cannot blame um, anything other than your team and your lack of discipline when it comes to penalties like Dante Fowler's taunting penalty what are you doing taunting Dante Fowler you can you can feel like it's unfair or not cool for Sam Williams to get called for roughing the passer I tweeted that that was uh, not a great move on second rewatch, I went back and, and, and rewatched it very quickly after I tweeted it. I can understand how people feel like that's a poor penalty. Fine, I'm willing to take the personal L on that, but I am not willing to take, and I don't think anybody's willing to take an L on Kelvin Joseph at the end of the first half. And that's the thing. Kelvin Joseph, I don't have listed as a stock down because I feel like it's obvious. I mean, Kelvin Joseph might be having the worst camp preseason of anybody on the Dallas Cowboys roster except for maybe Josh Ball. Um, Kelvin Joseph is a second-year, second-round pick. He's supposed to be balling out at corner. He had an okay night. I think tonight on defense, but Kelvin Joseph had a penalty after, you know, after the Broncos missed a field goal. Um, 
and and gave them life. Kelvin Joseph literally gave the Denver Broncos three points. I mean, last year the Cowboys played in nine games that were decided by one possession. And so if you've got a second-year, second-round player giving away three points just because he jumps offside on a field goal attempt, that is a big-time issue. That isn't something that you know the referees or anyone are out to get you. That is you not having your house in order, Mike McCarthy. And and so this this is going to be the top story, the top takeaway the top whatever it's going to be something that Mike McCarthy is going to have to hear all week long especially when they scrimmage with the LA Chargers and it's it's hard to say that that's unfair Caleb Swanson says penalties whether they're bad or not are still penalties it's very worrisome that we're seeing the same problem from a lost playoff game I agree it's not just that there were penalties it's it's that you were so flagrantly bad in this department when it doomed your season in so many instances last year. And I tweeted this. It's not just that the Cowboys had a lot of penalties last year. Baylor Kim mentioned it. Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys players themselves, there's a lot of blame to go around. We can give blame to everybody here. This is like serving it all up. They blamed everybody. There was never any self-accountability from the Cowboys organization when it came to this. It was deflect, deflect, deflect. The world, everybody hates us. Poor us. Poor Cowboys. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm very, very anxious to see uh, what Mike McCarthy has to say uh, about this. But so obvious stock down uh, for the night. Uh, Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys penalties, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's move on. By the way, uh, King Knoll says the only scenario that could possibly stoke this Sean Payton narrative happened uh, 17 plus penalties. I agree with that. There's this was may, maybe the the if you devised to King Knoll's point, if we sat down a few hours ago and we said what would have to happen uh, in this preseason game against the Denver Broncos for everyone to be talking about Sean Payton. Tom Downey of Chat Sports pointed out that Sean Payton was trending. This is literally kind of if you had to conjure something up, it would be this. Um, it's tough. It's uh, it's very tough. AJ notes uh, that attitude reflects leadership. Uh, very memorable quote from Remember the Titans, of course. Um, so it's tough. It's tough. There's there's no I, I'm, I'm somebody who doesn't believe that there is a way to explain this away. There are a lot of Cowboys fans who want to give them the benefit of the doubt, who want to say it's just preseason and things like that. And I'm not saying that this means that their season is over, that they're going to lose every single game, but this was a very discouraging thing. I don't think it's unfair to say that I feel and maybe that you feel worse about this team than we did a few hours ago because of everything that transpired against the Denver Broncos. There is a necessary layer of context that this is the preseason and it's an exhibition game and that starters weren't playing and things like that, but it's it's it still speaks to you know it speaks to your house um it's it's like you know people say um that, that little kids you know how i mean we've all kind of experienced like a little kid goes out and, and kind of like tells people things that they hear at home the little kids are talking to mike mccarthy and they're telling everybody what's going on inside your house um so but let's move on uh brian rail left a super chat thank you so much brian says stock up tyler smith despite the holds running backs inside defensive line i do actually have tyler smith here as a stock up so shout out to brian of course and thank you for the super chat we always appreciate that um i think you could go either way when it comes to tyler smith if i'm being honest um and and maybe that's a little bit too much I don't think it was a totally perfect night for Tyler Smith, but I think it was really good in a lot of ways. And um, by the way, just I'm looking over to my other screen, making sure I don't miss. I'm so anxious to hear what Mike McCarthy has to say about the penalties. But I think we saw what we needed to see from Tyler Smith to feel promise, to feel excitement, to feel 
encouraged. I think we're seeing that. There are obvious issues, right? Like there, there's no doubt about there, but there's no player who we feel incredible about ever at any point in time. There's no player on the Dallas Cowboys, and if you say there is, you're lying, who you are totally, completely satisfied with 100% of the time. I think Tyler Smith, in his first kind of NFL game, if you call this that, played well. He had bad moments. You can argue about the the legitimacy of the first holding penalty. I wouldn't argue that for the second one, but it was a pretty solid game, and it's very clear and obvious that he has a lot of strength. He has a lot to work with, and that's something to be excited about. This clip was floating around on Twitter uh, as one of his better moments. Again, I think that Tyler Smith is somebody worth being excited about. Cooper Rush forced to go underneath the back end of the Broncos coverage was tremendous. We've spent a lot of time so far talking about attitude and things like that. Um, it is very, very clear that Tyler Smith is um, is not going to get bullied. He's not going to get pushed around. So that's a that's a good thing. Um, Kayla, by the way, says that Tyler Smith, despite his problems, he was still good. Had his problems, but I'm trusting that he can make the adjustments. That's the thing. Like that's kind of where I'm at. Like, yeah, okay, you have some stuff to work on, but like that's normal, right? You, you, we we got the normal kind of preseason game from Tyler Smith, and that's a good thing. Kevin says anger was the only winner of the game. I disagree, and and I don't even know that you could say that. Brian Anger was a winner of the game. He had the botched snap on Lareem's miss. And so that's um that's a tough um you know tough situation. Chris says, please tell us, RJ, you are not getting paid by the Jones gang. If I was getting paid by the Jones gang, I would not be drinking diet doctor or diet root beer on um on our postgame shows. They're not a sponsor. These are just really good. Um if you if you're looking to cut calories. I mean, no calories here and it tastes just the same. But anyway. So I'm not getting paid uh, by anybody around there. Anyway, so let's um, let's move on. Uh, nothing from McCarthy yet. Uh, more stock. Um, next up, we had stock down penalties. Stock up Neville Gallim or stock up Tyler Smith. Stock up Neville Gallimore. How could I miss this? Um, I mean, I don't know why Neville Gallimore played so much. That was kind of the biggest question about him I, I mean there was no bad moment and I think that actually Neville Gallimore looked really good because he was kind of going up against some second stringers on the Denver Broncos and so it may not have been a fair fight um, you know last year Neville missed all that time at the beginning of the season he really kind of barely played a year ago so we allowed ourselves rightly so and fairly so to, to kind of fall in love with Oso Adigizua uh, but Neville Gallimore's coming man in year three like he, there is a lot to and that was part of Brian's super chat the inside defensive line Neville Gallimore is playing very 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 well um, again the necessary layer of context that it was not against the the best interior lineman in the NFL but still it was I mean if anyone had if anyone had like a baller level game it was probably Neville Gallimore uh so good for him but let's move on stock up Brian also mentioned this I thought the run game um was very effective obviously the passing game was not we're going to get to that in a little bit here um I thought Rico Dowdle looked good I mean you know didn't lead the team in rushing on the night uh Ben DiNucci uh did have three carries for 13 yards I know people were super excited about that but overall I, I thought the Cowboys moved the ball well on the ground I didn't think there was any one player that, that stood out but it just was a team that could effectively move the ball we know we know that the Cowboys want to run the ball we, that we know that they want that to be their identity they want to they want to pound Zeke they want to feed Zeke etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, we'll see how much Tony Pollard is incorporated in that obviously but um, I, I think it was a good night for the run game and so that's a good thing so that's why like you know the people when we started the show saying well what positives are there what what can you possibly say that was good again there were some good things and I think that's how you have to look at preseason games don't pay attention to the score don't pay attention to you know anything like that just pay attention to the specific things right like what made you feel a certain way what made you feel happy what made you feel sad and what made me feel happy was Neville Gallimore was the run game uh Simi Fajoko at the very end we'll talk about that um you know what made me feel sad were the penalties <laughs> you know so I felt sad a lot um it's um it's 
It is what it is. But let's move on. Okay, so we've gotten through stock down, and I will, by the way, be writing about this at blogontheboys.com. If anybody is interested in the written word, you can check that out um, on Sunday morning. But stock down penalties. We're doing stock up, stock down this year. Trying to be nicer, trying to be more positive, not winners and losers. Uh, stock up Neville Gallimore, stock up Tyler Smith, stock up running backs. It's now time to move to our second stock down of the night. And by the way, we appreciate all of you who are hanging out here with us. I know it's a late night. Hopefully, you've had a good one. I had a crumble cookie earlier, so I'm feeling a bit wired. Uh, stock down, Josh. Ball, what are you doing, Dallas Cowboys? Oh, here we go. Uh, let's get this off the screen for just a moment here. Uh, let's get back to the penalties. Mike McCarthy now speaking um, to the, the local media said the penalties are clearly too much. Thank you so much, Mike. I've been waiting a long time for you to say that. Thank you very much for that um, that just great level of introspection. Um, <laughs> uh Mike McCarthy's full quote, here we go, uh, courtesy of DallasCowboys.com's Patrick Walker. This is exactly what we need. Okay, I look at tonight and Thursday as a combination. Okay, I'm kind of with you. The penalties are way too much. Hey, Mike. We know that, right? (laughs) We we know they're way too much. You, You do not have to tell us that. Hey, guys. This diet root beer, it's better for you than the regular root beer. I'm not trying to shame anybody who drinks regular root beer, but it's better. You know, like, (laughs) objectively speaking, it's better. So thank you so much, Mike McCarthy, for just, you know, unveiling the truth that we were blinded from, that that we could not see (laughs) that the penalties were too much. Thank you so much, Mike. Um... Really appreciate that. Miguel says stock down the head coach. Um, yeah, tough. Uh, AJ, by the way, says Captain Obvious. Yeah, Captain Obvious indeed. Thank you very much, Mike McCarthy. Let's move on back to Josh Ball. We were talking about him. Oh, by the way, Johnny Boy says uh, McCarthy, if we score more than the other team, we will win. Kevin also adds, I don't think Mike understands it's his job to fix the holding uh, problem. I, I Look, I I, I, I if you watch or listen to anything that I do or read anything I write, I do think that I defend Mike a lot more than the average Cowboys fan. But, I mean, dude, you cannot come out here and just say these things, right? Like, you know, you, you cannot just say, I want this to be a thing, and then it's a thing. No, you got to work at it, right? Like, you, you know, what's the, I don't know the rule, the rule of like uh, 10,000 hours, like you have to invest, what is it, like 1,000 or 10,000 hours into something to like become a master at it. Like, I don't know what that like conventional saying is. Um, you cannot just like, again, sit behind your podium, you know, at every checkpoint of the off season, you know, in final wrap up meetings and the combine and the draft and OTAs and mini camps and, you know, out on the tennis courts in Oxford, you can't just sit in all those places and be like, we're going to be a more fundamentally sound team in 2022. We're going to be more disciplined. Yeah. We're, we're going to make sure we're going to, we're going to tighten all this up. You can't just say it. You got to do it. You got to put in the work. You know what I mean? Like, and so, um, you, you, you can't, you know, it's, um, it's tough. It's tough. Not a great night for, uh, for Mike McCarthy. So, um, <laughs> Kevin, he says, give Danucci his flowers, please stock up. We'll get to Ben Danucci. I promise. I'm go- I'm trying to kind of go in order of the way the game unfolded. I, I couldn't go in order like with the penalties because there was a thousand of them. Uh, but stock down Josh Ball. And look, we have been very critical here uh, at Blogging the Boys of the way the Cowboys have approached the tackle position. I don't know anybody with a brain who thinks the way the Cowboys are doing this is awesome. So that means only the Scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz finds this to be rational. Um, 
the Cowboys employ Tyron Smith, who is amazing. Tyron Smith's one of the best tackles in the NFL when he's healthy. But the problem is he isn't in a consistent way. I don't know that I you can't properly contextualize how reliable it is that Tyron Smith is going to miss some time. The the last time that Tyron Smith played an entire season without missing a single game, Dak Prescott was at Mississippi State. The last time that Tyron Smith played an entire season without missing any time the Dallas Cowboys were operating at a Valley Ranch, not the star in Frisco. He has missed time each and every year for six years running. I love Tyron Smith. I'll be the first person, you know, talk about throwing flowers. I will deliver a, a truck, a bed of flowers to the parade in Canton, Ohio when he goes in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Tyron Smith is amazing, but you have to act. You have to presume that he is going to miss time so okay if you're going to go down that path your plan cannot be josh ball and if you want to sit here and i'm not saying any of you are doing this but if the cowboys want to sit here and say well you know we would have been good if matt Walletsko hadn't gotten hurt if if your plan if your whole like plan you know is derailed by a fifth round rookie getting hurt then you did not have a plan right you you did not have a real plan you had hope you you had wants and wishes but you did not have a plan and so are are any of us shocked that Josh Ball played poorly no we're not he's a second year fourth round player who didn't play last year so it's not even fair to expect him to to play well it's actually unfair to make Josh Ball the face for this right it's it, this is on the Cowboys it isn't on Josh Ball he didn't play well he actually I think started off kind of well and then it got bad right like it was it was an okay start and then it just got worse and worse and worse and then he was involved in the penalty situation and so yeah man i don't know i, I like this is this is not it like this cannot be your plan um this this cannot be how you set you know like i'm constantly amazed right like i don't know if, if anybody else um ever thinks of things like this but like you know sometimes you see somebody doing something or whatever and it's like so obviously a bad idea right like maybe sometimes like you know in an awards ceremony or something like there's a lot of people involved and you watch something and you're like this is a bad idea like who really did this and in moments like that sometimes i kind of take a step back and i'll say you know at some point in time multiple people were in a room together and said let's do this and then somebody else said that's a good idea. We should do this. So like if we play that game here at some point in time over the last few months, the Cowboys in their, you know, in the star, not Valley Ranch, were, were in, you know, in meetings and they had binders and iPads and Microsoft Surfaces, the official partner of the NFL, and they had all this stuff going on. And they said, okay, what are we going to do at swing tackle? Right? You know, we, we cut Lyle. Terrence is at right. We got Josh Ball. And somebody said, what if we draft a guy? And somebody said, okay, what if we draft a guy? I think that that should just be it. And then, and then there was a moment in the room, and then somebody else said, my God, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Let's do, let's do that. And like multiple people agreed that this was the best way to approach this. And so it's unfair to Josh Ball. It really is. Um, he did not play well. Uh, it's one preseason game. There's still time. But you know what, dude? You are inside of a month to the season opener and you're about to play I know he's playing tackle but you're about to play a pretty stout and ferocious defensive line and a team who is going to be one of the contenders in the NFC this year so you have to have this figured out by now you cannot you know that's something that a lot of Cowboys fans like to say right like they still have time they, they still have a month they still have whatever dude this is not the time to plan right 
like this you know this is like if if you know when you would take a test like in high school and people you know would be studying in the 10 minutes before the the bell rang or whatever no that's not the time to study the time to study is the like month before the time to do this to address this was in march and april and may not in the middle of august which is where we are right now so an unfortunate game um for uh, for josh ball johnny boy rn says um farniak at guard should promise dare i say a backup to tyler who moves to tackle win Tyron misses time. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, the the Cowboys haven't really experimented with Tyler Smith attack. I think that would make us feel better, uh, but it hasn't happened yet. It, it, it all just kind of speaks to our confusion and our concern about the position as a whole. Um, I don't want to miss uh, Mike McCarthy's quotes, by the way. We obviously are live. If you're with us live, we appreciate those of you who are, by the way. Um, but um, let's see here. Uh, Mike McCarthy said Dante Fowler was done for the night after his unnecessary roughness penalty shown by the goal line in the second quarter. Oh, Mike, you got him, Mike. You you showed Dante Fowler, Mike. You really, you taught everybody a lesson, Mike, that when Dante Fowler, when he had the taunting penalty down near the goal line and you pulled him, you said enough. You showed him. You showed everybody, Mike. It's a good thing there were no more penalties after that, right? <laughs> Clearly the message was heard by everybody involved um so man i just you know and i don't look i don't enjoy this i don't want to sit here and be upset and be mad and trash the team and i don't think we're trashing the team we're just talking about you know our concerns and so something like that this goes back to the thing i'm saying mike thought if i say this this will be a good thing right like if i say out loud that, that we kind of pulled dante after that moment people will will be excited you know <laughs> people will say hey good job no dude that's not that's not the moment that you do that i mean you want to scream and yell and and you know get all mad or whatever fine but like that that is not that did not have the effect that, that mike mccarthy thought it would so uh but good job good effort um okay let's move on so, so far, stock down, obviously, penalties. We've talked about Josh Ball. We've done three stock ups. We have five of each. So, you know, I'm trying not to spoil anything. But stock ups so far, we've already discussed Neville Gallimore, Tyler Smith. Yes, Tyler Smith. And the running back situation. Stock down. I know a lot of you have seen in the chat want to talk about this. Cooper Rush. How could he not be? How, I mean, how, how could <laughs> how could he not? I mean, man, Cooper Rush finished the night. Um, uh, I, I mentioned the one rushing attempt. He finished 12 of 20 for 84 yards and the interception that was one of the worst passes that we've seen in a while um i just don't know i i mean sometimes you know like I, sometimes a backup quarterback will come in and have a big time win right and that will kind of like buy them some cachet for a while i i thought that for a long time about colt mccoy who i'm, I'm biased against i went to texas a&m um so i've obviously hated colt mccoy for a long time good dude but just you know I got principles. But anyway, um, Colt McCoy, when he beat the Cowboys on Monday Night Football with Washington in 2014, I remember thinking after that game, just like, man, like, that's the kind of game that, like, a backup quarterback has, and, like, they, they can all of a sudden, like, they can ride that, right? They can be a backup quarterback in the NFL for, like, a decade after, like, kind of a win like that, right? And Cooper Rush, he kind of had that game a year ago, right? He has he had the win in Minnesota, had the game-winning touchdown to Amari Cooper, 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 and... Um, and so I kind of thought that then I kind of like thought, you know, this is this is going to be like the thing, like any time any team signs Cooper Rush in the future, it's going to be, well, remember that night? Remember that one time he beat the Vikings on Sunday Night Football with the Cowboys? Like, and we're that team. <laughs> that's us. That's that's um, that's us. And so 
Um, I don't, th- I mean, it's funny because a year ago we were all in on Garrett Gilbert, right? Garrett's the guy, Garrett's the guy, and Cooper kind of snuck in and took that from him. And now Will Greer's kind of playing the, you know, the the Cooper Rush role, the Cooper's Garrett Gilbert. I just don't know how you can look at Cooper Rush and feel like, okay, whoever is QB2 is one terrible moment away from being the most important player on your team. I don't know how you can feel a good thing about that if that dude is Cooper Rush on your team. And tonight was not good. You can argue, hey, he didn't have a, a starting caliber offensive line in there. You can argue, hey, he didn't have CD. You can argue, didn't have Dalton Schultz. All that's true. Um, but it was just really not good uh, from Cooper Rush. We we really need to see Will Greer. Uh, there was a comment a, a little while ago. Kenny says, Will Greer won the job tonight. And there was one more uh, I wanted to get to. Um, uh, where was it? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, here we go. Kenny says, uh, Will Greer stock up. You could have made the team tonight and didn't even play. I agree. I mean, this was a great night for Will Greer uh, and a poor night for Cooper Rush in that sense. Um, I mean, I don't have Ben DiNucci as a stock up because I don't want to get away or get carried away or anything like that. But I do have Simi Fajoko. Look, if you score a touchdown and, and you're somebody who we've been talking about and somebody who's been in the mix and somebody who's like competing and contending for a roster spot and going to be contributing to the offense in all likelihood, I think you have to be stock like you know, that that's where I, I like changing the conversation from winners and losers to stock up and stock down. Because you can be stock up, right? Like you, you've just improved. You your stock is literally worth more than it was before this game. By the way, we have an Eagles fan in the chat who says that they are coming in peace. Uh, they swore. So let's all be cool. Let's show Eagles fans how it's done. You know what I mean? Let's be peaceful. Let's let them know that we accept uh, them coming to talk about the superior team in the NFC East. But um, stock up for Simi Fajoko. Again, you catch a touchdown, you prove yourself. You caught the only touchdown of the night. Simi Fajoko, great to see. Zam DFW says, Simi will make the team. Don't know about Tolbert. Tolbert is making the team. Like, let's let's not get carried away, by the way. Let's not, you know, lose our minds here. I will say, I do have Jalen Tolbert as a stock down. Um, and again, just in the sense of, like, stock, I don't think he's he's a loser from the night. I don't think he, you know, was awful or terrible. But, I mean, the hype has been real with Jalen Tolbert, right? The hype has been up. The hype has been, you know, crazy. I tweeted a, a screen grab of Jalen Tolbert in his full uniform before the game started. Got like a thousand likes because people are so into Jalen Tolbert. People are so excited to see him. And so the hype has been out of this world. He had a critical fourth down drop. You know, just not a, not the best debut for Jalen Tolbert. Not worried at all. There's lots of time left. Obviously, he hasn't even played a regular season game in the NFL yet. I mean, you if you're on the Jalen train with me, there's all the reason in the world to stay here, not move, not get up. Just buckle your seatbelt. Um, there's no turbulence or anything like that. It's just, you know, when you're on the plane, they're like, hey, you know, we're at that place where you can unbuckle your seatbelt, but just leave it on. You know, just whatever. Um, so it's okay. You know, uh, Zam DFW says he looked overwhelmed. I would kind of agree with that. I, I think, like, that's it's hard to read into that. It's hard to know, like, how, what he was feeling, like, what his emotions were. But he, he just he didn't look comfortable is maybe the best way um, that I would put it. So stock down for him. Uh, Kenny says Fahoko is better than Tolbert. Again, I would rather have Tolbert if I can only have one of them, but obviously Fahoko had uh, the better night. Uh, I'm talking about the night that Fahoko had. We have to play the touchdown. I mean, how can we not? The, the Nooch! The Nooch hit um, hit Simi Fahoko for the Cowboys' only touchdown of the night. To cheer for, for the first time all night. Know your position on the field. For Fayon Hicks, know you're in the end zone. There's no point to keep backing up. You can kind of establish that goal line as your line of demarcation where you don't want to get too far away from that. That you you allow Hicks to step up. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. 
but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. By the way, uh, Jalen Tolbert speaking now. Uh, again, a tweet courtesy of DallasCowboys.com's Patrick Walker. Jalen Tolbert saying, I've got to make that play. That's something I can do to get better and help this team. All right. Stock back up. You know what I'm saying? It's Hey, man, it's a, it's a rocky ride. This isn't GameStop or anything, but like up, down, you know, whatever. It's a never-going thing, ever-changing thing. Respect, appreciate the accountability from Jalen Tolbert. That's what I would like to have seen from Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I don't know. I I would have loved, you know, maybe like because people love to say and to kind of circle back to that, uh, you know, this past week when when the kicker situation unfolded and Brett Maher was brought back, a very common thing that is said by Cowboys fans or football fans or whatever is, well, what what would you do? You know, what who name? Give us a give us a list. Give give us a list of people. Who's who's the magic list of kickers that you're hiding? Who who would you have signed? Look. I think that's a fair question to ask. I don't think it's it's apples to apples, but I think it's fair to say, what is your solution? If you don't like what happened, what would you have rather seen? And so we look at um, we look at Jalen Tolbert and him saying, "Look, I've got to be better. I've got to do that." Those are just words, right? Those are just words. But you know, he he hasn't burned the benefit of the doubt with us, Jalen Tolbert. There's all the reason in the world to trust him and believe in him moving forward. You know what? I would have loved to have heard from Mike McCarthy. By the way, let me be Mike McCarthy. Okay, I'll be Mike, and uh, and you guys be. You guys be you. You don't have to be anybody. All right, let me you know, make sure to get my button. I got to be a coach for a second. Um, actually, hang on. I have this ready. I knew this would come in handy one day. All right. I'm be Mike McCarthy. Okay. So, you know what? We were penalized 17 times tonight. And it should have been more. Um... You know, there were a couple instances where we had two penalties on a single play. Um, you know, at the very end, Denver declined one. It's, it's ridiculous, you know, to be honest with you. And and I feel I feel kind of silly, and I, I feel embarrassed because, you know, I sat here and I told you over the course of the entire offseason, right, I you know, check the tape, play the tape, right? You know, it's all over, all over Twitter, right? You know, Mike McCarthy says Cowboys going to be more disciplined. And I, I vow to you that we will be more disciplined, all right? Now, I know that sounds kind of silly right now. I know those sound like empty words. And, and I, know I, I know I can't, you know, do anything to change your mind. But when the regular season happens, when the lights turn on and everything's for real, you have my word. And when we practice this week, when we're scrimmaging with the LA Chargers, I give you my word that there won't be... A single penalty and you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna you know 
I know I've come out here before and I've I've criticized officiating and I've been in this league for a long time and you know I've I've seen the, the way you know, the game has changed and the way people the way the, the way it's officiated it's different it's different than it was you know we were talking this whole week you know Nathaniel Hackett his his dad you know gave me my first job in the NFL and and it's a different league it's a different NFL and I'm 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 happy for and proud of the way that that our game has changed. But you know what I'm going to do this week? I'm going to sit down because there's clearly some sort of disconnect happening here. And I don't agree with all the penalties that are happening, but it isn't just it isn't just coincidence that they're not just targeting us. You know, there's there's something that we're not identifying here that we have to figure out. And so I'm going to talk to the officials. I'm going to have our players. I'm going to have our coaches. I'm going to make sure that we're all on the same page. And if we run into this situation again, I give you my word that it won't happen. But hey, we all know how 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 life and how the NFL can be. We're going to have an answer, at least for next time, so that we're not just sitting here doing and saying the same things over and over and over again. That's my word. That's my promise. Yeah. Tell that to all the people who said that this prop would never come in handy. All right. Anyway, um, that's what I would have liked to hear or heard from Mike McCarthy um, on um, – on Saturday night, Caleb Swanson says stock major down kicking wise special teams. We are in a poor place in the league with field goals and extra kicks. We have got to bring someone else in. Well, Caleb, the Cowboys would tell you that they did bring somebody in, right? The Cowboys looked under every rock and brought in Brett Maher this week. All right. <laughs> the Cowboys, um, the Cowboys were so intent on improving this part of their team that they brought in a player who they cut three years ago. Okay, and look, I'm not saying I know, we had a video on this on the channel here, and, and I know some people feel like, hey, when you look at Brett Maher last year, or last season, he was 16 of 18 with the Saints. But okay, fine, maybe you believe he's improved. Um, I tell you what, though, Brett Maher has never missed a kick since returning to the Dallas Cowboys. Stock up for Brett Maher. Now look, stock up does not mean winner. We're reclassifying the way we do this this process here on the post game show. Look, the guy made an extra point. All right, the guy. <laughs> The guy was the he was the only kicker who made a kick on on Saturday night for the Dallas Cowboys. By definition, that is stock up. I still don't trust him. I still don't feel great about it. I'm not pumped that Brett Maher is is I guess the leader to be the kicker on the Dallas Cowboys this year, but I mean, I just don't I mean he has to be stock up. And so what goes up must come down. Shout out to Gravity. Uh, 9.81 meters per second squared, kids. Make sure you study. Uh, stock down, Lareem Hyrulahu. I mean, this is, by the way, if you've been keeping uh, track, this is our 10th our uh, stock mover. Uh, stock up, stock down. Um, so we have other things to discuss. But as far as stock up and stock down, this is our last one. Um, I mean, and I know that the, the you know, there was the um, the botched hold from Brian Anger, and so I'm willing to give Lareem just that tiny little, you know, benefit, but dude, I mean, it just, you can't be missing kicks at this point. Like, we're at a, we're at a place where you can't, like, it's no longer explainable, it's no longer justifiable, it's no longer cool, it's, you, you gotta make it, like, you, you have to. I mean, you're, there, there's no more, we can't give you any more room for this. We, we cannot give you any more benefit of the doubt, and so... If we're being literal here, stock up Brett Maher, stock down the Reem Hyrulahu. Uh Kevin says making an extra point is a big deal after last year. I agree with you. It is um 
it is tough. So those are my stock up, stock down. Let's get to anything else you want to talk about. I say all the time, this is your show. I am a puppet, all right? I am controlled by the strings that are all of you who choose to spend your time with us here. We are so grateful for that here at Blog of the Boys. Um, so let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. Johnny Boyarin says, so any chance that tonight's performance triggers a signing of an offensive tackle or wide receiver? I won't hold my breath. There have been no updates uh, from an injury standpoint uh, for the Dallas Cowboys Um you know, after tonight's game, and it didn't seem like there were any devastating injuries or things like that. So uh, the reason I, I start this answer with that is, you know, it, it, there's not an obvious roster spot that was created tonight. Um, so you know, if we're talking about like who are they going to add somebody, well, who are they going to cut, right? Like that, we, what goes up must come down. Like we said, there's no question that they need a tackle. There's no question that they need a receiver. We've been saying this for months. We've been saying this since before they got to Oxnard. And so, I mean, I don't know what the thing would have to be to trigger that to that. I think that's a great way to put it. I don't know what that trigger is. I mean, you, you can, you can say that, you know, that they're, that they need it. You, like how many different ways can we verbalize that they need help at those positions? We, we, we can't, we're running. There's, there's a finite amount of words in the human language, a finite amount of combinations that we can create with different words to make that point. Um, so I, I really don't know. Uh, Ethan says that Zerline made a field goal today. I have not checked um but that would have been yesterday right with the jets uh so just you know making certain alexander says if i put on my eagles homer glasses hey another eagles fan joining us what's up uh what you should actually be worried about is i heard they got their butts kicked in the joint practices the game is worthless alexander i know people are going to come at alexander for the butts kicked uh verbiage uh but i think this is a great point like this is this is very true that the game is meaningless, right? And because the starters didn't play, right? Like we, we can kind of, you know, on, on the outset, come to, the, uh, you know, come to terms and come to a level of agreement on that. The Cowboys kind of got pushed around, right? We had a, a video on, on, on Thursday's practice. They kind of got pushed around. And so did they get pushed around tonight? I don't know that I would say that, but like you, when you, you know, Mike McCarthy in his infinite wisdom said that he looks at the two days, Thursday and today as kind of a combination, right? So on Thursday, you got pushed around, um, you know, you, you had some nice moments, but you got pushed around. You kind of got out work. That was the other thing, right? The, the kind of two main things were we're not going to be as undisciplined and we're going to be more physical. And you can be physical. I think I think that some people think that those are contradicting things. You can be physical while being disciplined, right? Like you can be not soft while being disciplined. And it kind of feels like the Cowboys have amazingly regressed in both of those departments. They're not only uh softer they're actually less disciplined it's really like an amazing phenomenon um so congratulations to them for pulling off the impossible uh brian rail thank you for the super chat says talk about the uh tight ends they or the talk rookie tight ends excuse me they did well uh hey look the jake ferguson show he almost led the team in receiving uh if not for brandon smith who had the 40 yard catch uh but jake ferguson Three targets, three catches on the night, 29 yards. Good for him. Peyton Hendershot, four targets, two catches, 13 yards. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle, not a rookie, obviously, but had the the holding uh, penalty. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought Jake Ferguson looked really promising. I think that that's a really, really good thing. Um, you know, I, I, you know, it, I think the Cowboys secondary might be the deepest position group on the team. If we, if, I mean, you could talk one of them, pick corners or, or safeties if you want, but I think the secondary as a whole is probably the deepest group. You can make an argument that tight end is probably the second deepest group, especially if Jake Ferguson does turn out to be something nice. I don't think we should expect much of Jake or even Peyton Hendershot uh, here in 2022, but it's nice to know that those dudes are there. Um, so good for them. Uh, Alex Storm, great point, says Devin Harper missed a chance to make a case for keeping him around with the dropped pick on the goal line. That's true. Uh, that was, by the way, in the middle of um, – I know that this – 
didn't apply to everybody, but there was a good like a seven minute period uh, where the local broadcast, Cowboys broadcast, DFW broadcast was like out. Uh, the rain uh, started in Denver and it just kind of took it out. So it was like a pocket um, of darkness. Um, and so there were a lot of people who didn't see that. Uh, but yeah. And on the subject of this, like just, you know, while we're talking about kind of different names and stuff, I thought Deron Bland played well. I was not really expecting that. So that was kind of nice to see. So good for him. Um, let's see here. Uh, Kevin says we could trade for Cooper at receiver. He counts less than two million on this year's cap. Nice. Uh, Samuel says uh, it's just still words, though. Right? I don't care about words. Actions matter. McCarthy has two weeks to get it together. Relax. I mean, yeah, he has two weeks, but he has also had like six months, right? <laughs> so, like, if he didn't get it done in six months, what's he going to get done in two weeks? Uh, so, uh, you know, hey, Ethan says I've got tickets to Colts versus Cowboys. Then research the last time we played. Uh, Brett Maher 0 for 1 field goal WTF. I was actually at the last Cowboys Colts game. That was in 2018. The Cowboys lost that game 23 to nothing. Uh, but that was coming off the Amari game winner against the Eagles. And then they won the division a week later against Tampa. So uh, not the biggest deal in my mind. You'll be fine. Um, Johnny Boy says Nation is looking like a better option than Kelvin. Nation, right? I had him as a stock down originally, but obviously things are changing and moving. So kind of an honorable mention, I guess, is a stock down. Um, I thought you know, Nation's had a great camp, uh, but did not have a great night. In fact, it was the Broncos' second touchdown of the night um, that was not a great look for him. First down and 10. Johnson has a nice pocket. Enzo looking for it, and it is caught. Touchdown. Kendall Hill. Yeah, not a great one. While we're playing these um, – these moments, I guess we might as well show you the Broncos' first touchdown, which Kelvin Joseph. I don't. I don't think this is a bad play by Kelvin Joseph or, or bad, you know, bad, you know, whatever. Um, just you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. Josh wants to throw for it. Up and caught. Touchdown, Broncos. Seth Williams. I agree with Kevin. Says Nation tackled well, but did not cover well. And the problem with that is like a lot of people. You know, after that touchdown, that second one kind of had takes and opinions like, what do you expect? I expect a really tall dude to make a play. Like, that's kind of like, that's his thing, right? Like, <laughs> like that's supposed to be what he's like good at. And, it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, good friend of the show, Mikey says, Stock Up My Sadness. That's a great, I bet you Dashboard Confessional has a song called Stock Up My Sadness. Um, either Dashboard or Hawthorne Heights, My Chemical Romance, something like that. There's definitely a song called Stock Up My Sadness. Um, just uh, okay, Caleb. I like this. It says being an optimist. We haven't seen the actual Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, there may be problems, but until we see the real thing, we don't know what's going on. I'm still concerned about coaching. Um, yeah, I mean um, that's true, right? Like that's literally true. And I, I don't like disagree with this, Caleb. I like the um, the optimistic sort of flavor here, um, an optimistic sort of push. Right? Like let's let's be positive. Let's think about this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it isn't encouraging, right? Like I I mean. I'll actually ask. Let me put this question up here. Uh, give me a second. It's difficult to type while I um, um, while I speak. Do you feel better or worse about the Cowboys um, right now than you did before the Broncos game? So I'd like your answers. If you're with us live, obviously, if you're watching uh, or listening after the fact, because we do podcast this show as well, um, you know, you can let me know. Uh, but if you're with us live, do you feel better or worse? about the, 
the Dallas Cowboys, our Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, do you feel better or worse about them right now, this exact moment in time? We're freezing this moment like clock stoppers. Do you feel better or worse about them than you did before the Broncos game started? All right, because that's a fair point, right? Like to say like, hey, we don't know who this team is, you know, whatever, blah, blah. But like, if we're just talking about how we feel right now, relative to how we felt a little while ago, if we could talk to ourselves of an hour ago, who would you know have the more passionate emotions? Matthew says uh, worse. Daniel says worse. Kenny says worse. I have yet to see anyone say better so far as the answers are starting to trickle in. Ethan says worse. Caleb says worse. And I don't think that that's like, I, I know and I understand that we have a, a tendency as Cowboys fans and really just human beings to be dramatic, right? Like that's just kind of, you know, the way this, this whole thing goes. But I mean, it's it's not it's not just that we're being worse. Kenny says, and I was excited. So not just not just worse, but I was excited. Um, let's see. Uh, Kevin says worse. I could have lived with a loss and playing bad, but the penalty shows nothing has been fixed. That's a great point. Brian says unchanged. I don't take much stock in the preseason games and didn't expect it to look good. Uh, Miguel says worse. You play like you practice. Johnny Boy says worse because this was predictable. Now it feels like it was confirmed. I love this comment um, because the Cowboys. And I tweeted this a little bit, or not a little bit, I tweeted this during the game. My concern, or, or the concerning thing to me about what we saw isn't that they lost, it isn't that the offense wasn't good, right? Because, like, you can you can say, you can, like, oh, it was the preseason away, a lot of those things. Right? Like, well, you know, like, hey, CeeDee Lamb doesn't play. Like, how are you going to be with CeeDee Lamb doesn't play? Like, Dalton Schultz didn't play, Zeke didn't play, Tony Parr didn't play. Uh, Matthew Tombo says, hello from Colorado. Hey, hope that game was great. Anyway, um... All that, like, I'm not worried about any of that stuff. What I am worried about, to Johnny Boy's point, is like I'm worried about the stuff that we've been worried about, right? Like we've been sitting here, we've been saying swing tackles an issue, wide receiver depth is an issue, the kicking thing is an issue, you know, the team discipline is an issue. What was what was on display tonight? 17 penalties, missed field goal attempt, your third like, look. I don't want to like turn this into like trashing Jalen Tolbert because I love Jalen Tolbert. And I'm still super duper high on him. I'm, I don't think that we should overreact at all. But Jalen Tolbert. A lot of people have said, oh, don't worry about trading away Amari Cooper. Don't worry about bringing in, not bringing anybody in. Don't worry about any of that because Jalen Tolbert is here. And the first preseason game, granted it was a preseason game, he dropped a critical fourth down pass. That's supposed to be the answer. So, like, I'm worried about that. I'm worried about tackle depth because Josh Ball was never going to be it. So, like, all the things that we literally – I don't think that we, like, manifested them. We just kind of predicted them, right? Like, and we're not – I'm not trying to take shots at you all, but we're not geniuses. You know what I mean? We're not, like – you know, we're, we're not looking into some crystal ball. We're not Marty in the dock coming back from the future. You know, all these things, we just looked at the roster. We looked at last season and we said, well, you know, if we do the math, these things are likely going to be your issues in 2022. And you know what the Cowboys did? they said you know what i've heard you and i just don't i don't see it you know I'm, i disagree and they thought <laughs> because they disagreed or they didn't see it that it wouldn't happen and that just i think is an irresponsible way to go about it you know we did a video after the team signed to anthony barr um and i i love the reason i loved that signing is because anthony barr solves a problem that you do not have right? Anthony Barr is a future solution, 
because you don't have a linebacker, you know, who's hurt right now. You might have one in, in Leighton Vanders. You might not have a linebacker step up in year two in Jabril Cox. But if any of those things happen, you know what you have? You have an Anthony Barr. You have an insurance policy. You have that that other shoe to drop. You don't have that at all these other spots. And all of those things were very visible and, and could be seen for months and months and months. And now the worst case scenarios are starting to show themselves a little bit, are starting to show that they are possible, that there is potential to those things. And they're in, in, and all they're just saying is like, oh, man, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's tough. You know, what what could we do? And by the way, we did a video on this um, on I say we did a video because like, I don't know if it's obvious. We love the Cowboys around here. So we do a lot of videos here on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel. We put out a lot of podcasts, the Blog on the Boys podcast network. We write a lot of articles at blogontheboys.com. We tweet a lot of things at Blog on the Boys. I tweet a lot of things at our Joe Show. I make TikToks and Instagram reels. We care about the Cowboys. So we're always making content about them. And something that I thought was so interesting was um, on the subject of the Broncos. During Thursday's practice, it was reported that tight end Ian Bunting and defensive tackle John Ridgeway both left the, left the practice with different injury situations. And we haven't heard anything about them, but there was no conversation, no anything, no reporting of Tyrant Smith until late Thursday night. Late Thursday night, the mothership, DallasCowboys.com, in their notes from the day, they wrote that Tyrant Smith limped off of the practice field. Now, I know that there were reports that came out on Friday that everything was fine, that he returned to practice, et cetera, et cetera, but Mike McCarthy just said two nights, Saturday night, that he hurt, talking about Tyrant Smith, he hurt his ankle in the practice against the Broncos on Thursday. Okay. So if Tyron Smith hurt his ankle, he reminded you how fragile he is. Your only planet swing tackle did not play well on Saturday night. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know, like that, that goes back to the question, right? Like, is this going to trigger them to do anything? I don't know. Cause like, I, how have how have they not been triggered to this point? You know what I'm saying? Like it's you know the the sky is dark, the water's coming down, the wind is swirling, and they're sitting in the house and you know it's gonna clear up any moment now, right? Like we're gonna hit the pool, you know what I mean? We're, we're gonna you know we, we got this. Like wh why are you worried? Why are you why are you you know putting boards on the windows? Why are you getting sandbags from the front? Like there just isn't seemingly this connection with reality. There is this like want or need or care or whatever directed towards living in this false reality and some people say it's the team tanking for sean payton some people say it's because they're incompetent i don't know i can't explain it because it's not rational it's not logical and, and so my brain can't process that um but those issues showed up and so that kind of gets back to to, to where we're at tonight nobody to be very clear because i know some people are going to watch this after the fact and say man you guys are just you just whine and you just complain and nothing's ever good enough for you no there were some things we talked that we had a whole list of stock up go read it at bloggingthewoods.com but the issues that were prevalent were all issues that were predictable and they are issues that are seemingly obvious to everybody else every, every everybody else every everybody in the room knows about what is happening here and they know too right they're just they're just cool right and where i feel badly and i think this is a fair kind of emotion you know i said um, this week, I felt really badly for Jonathan Garibay. And I know there's a lot of Cowboys fans who don't feel bad. Like, he missed a bunch of kicks. Who cares? He had his opportunity. It's a job in the NFL. You know how many people will want that job? I feel badly for Jonathan Garibay. I feel badly for Josh Ball. I feel badly 
for, you know, for Matt Walletzko even. And you know why I feel badly for them? Because there are a lot of Cowboys fans who are sitting here tonight and who are trashing Josh Barr, who are saying, oh my gosh, this dude sucks. What are we going to do? Blah, blah. You know what? He might suck. He might get better. Who knows? We all obviously hope he gets better. But you know who set him up in that situation? The Cowboys. You know who set Jonathan Garibay up in that situation? The Cowboys. They're the ones who, you know, kind of walked them up there you know it's it's like Jonathan Garibay and, and and Josh Ball were little kids that didn't know how to ride a bike and the Cowboys were hey I'm gonna hold you don't worry let's do it we're gonna learn right now and I'm gonna hold you the whole way and you know like I know some people like let go so the kid can learn but they didn't just let go they like pushed him you know what I mean they they they, they pushed him and were like best of luck uh Robert Bass thank you for the super chats his honest prediction of uh of a season record I mean, that's that's where like this. Look, this is gonna be a wild ride, all right? Like, I'm super, I'm super excited for football season. We're, my wife and I were getting all the recipes. Thank you to everybody who sent me pulled pork recipes, by the way. Uh, but um, I'm super pumped, and I, they're probably gonna win like ten games. I I think it's difficult. It is actually difficult to look at their schedule and find fewer than ten wins. It's tough. It, it's I mean, they're very fortunate that they play in the NFC East. They're very fortunate that they play against the AFC South this year. I mean, they're very fortunate that they play the NFC North. They get to play. Think about think about those divisions alone, right? They like I don't I don't know if they'll sweep the NFC East, but say they win four games. That's being a little bit conservative, especially for our Eagles fan friends that have joined us here tonight. Say they win four games out of the NFC East. Say they win three games out of the NFC, AFC South. So now we're, we're already at seven wins. So you give them the Bears and the Lions. That's nine wins right there, just right there, without you know breaking a sweat. I mean, and it could be ten. It could be eleven easily off of just those. You know what is it? Twelve games if we talk NFC East, AFC South, and the NFC North teams that aren't the Vikings or the Packers. So I find it very difficult to you know, and and so. That, ex, you know, at least partly explains, you know, why they must feel like they're good. Uh, Kerhem Mawani, I hope I pronounced that correctly, says, don't take the Lions lightly in the middle of the season. I'm fine taking the Lions lightly. Just, I'm, I'm good. I'm not afraid of the Lions, personally. But, uh, yeah, just, hey. Uh, Alexander says, I will say, Alexander's the Eagles fan, by the way. I will say this, the Cowboys roster isn't as good as the Eagles roster, like, at all. If the team's traded quarterbacks, the Eagles would be in the top five in Super Bowl odds. That's true, Alexander. I agree with you. But the Cowboys have the quarterback. And I would I mean, I would rather have the the bad roster or the poor roster or the weaker roster with the better quarterback. A hundred out of a hundred times. And so because the Cowboys have that situation, they win, right? Like and that like it's it's weird, but that's football. That's life. Um in the NFL, Alexander does that. It's a big advantage. Ethan says Best show on TV, RJ. We love you, bro. I love you all. If you haven't yet, I know I ask all the time. Please do subscribe here to the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel. Those things help us. I, I hate asking for that. It sounds so weird. I hate sounding like a like a YouTube content creator, stuff like that. But subscriptions really help. Liking the videos really help. If you like us talking about the Cowboys, like I said, we have a podcast network. We have episodes coming out every single day on the BTB Podcast Network. And on Monday, on both the Podcast Network and here, we are dropping an interview that I did with Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. It's going to be very cool. Uh, his voice was a little bit hoarse when we did it, so just heads up. Uh, it is Dak, but so um, that is dropping on uh, on Monday morning. Uh, we'll also have an article up at BTB, um, kind of detailing what happened there. So looking forward to that. Um, you know, I'm I'm not like sad or mad. I'm just you know. Like I, I don't I hate like I don't want to be the joke like oh I'm not mad I'm disappointed I am disappointed I do feel worse about this team than I did a few hours ago um, and I you know I feel like 
I'm a Manchester United fan, so today has really sucked. Uh, so, I mean, like, I did not think that I could sink lower in my sports fandom today on Saturday, August 14th. Um, Johnny Boy uh, RN says, frustrated. That's kind of the emotion that I feel the most or feel the most strongly. Um, because all of this was predictable. Brian offers, thank you for the super chat, says, what's the team's biggest need, tackle or receiver? If you have, to, if, if the question is biggest, it's tackle. There's no question about it. Like, they need tackle. To, that would be true even if Tyrant Smith had no injury concerns. But the fact that he does obviously exacerbates that issue. And so um, I just don't know. I don't know when they're going to get it. I don't know when they're going to wake up. It's, it's, we can only scream so loud so many different times. Um, it's uh, it's a wild ride being a Dallas Cowboys fan. It really is. Obviously, we all know what it is. But I tell you what, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I, I tell you what, I'm super pumped about the scrimmages against the LA Chargers this week. I'm super pumped about the preseason game against the Chargers. I'm super pumped for this these next few months to unfold and to either be proven com- you know totally wrong and you know i hope i'm wrong i hope i hope i'm wrong i hope that all i hope that josh ball is a baller i hope that jalen tolbert is just like a a 1500 yard receiver i hope all these things happen and i hope the cowboys sit here and just dunk on us in january and february i want that more than anything but if we look at the state of things right now and if we talk about it objectively and we kick the can around and we just kind of you know sit around the proverbial campfire it's difficult to not see the things that that i think we're all seeing and identifying uh caleb swanson says disappointing is the best way to put it we knew this team had the ability to win the nfc east but looking at the coaching it makes me nervous it's i I agree with you but it's not just the coaching and i don't maybe you agree with that caleb but i mean it it feels like they made no or they had no intention towards because i I think everyone i think even alexander would probably agree you know if if it comes down to the cowboys and eagles and kind of like a must-win game whoever can win that game wins the nfc east then I think we take the Cowboys. But, like, that's not it. Like, we're not playing for for division caps here. We're not playing for, you know, T-shirts that that say, like, you know, we run the East or whatever. No, like, we're sick of that. Like, we are very, very, very sick of that. Um, It's... um it's frustrating. It's frustrating in all of the ways that we knew it would be frustrating, which is what makes them even more frustrating. Uh, Zam DFW says, my one word is concerned because this says that coaching doesn't know how to fix these issues. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like McCarthy can come at it and it's such a, it's, it's such a disappointing thing when, when people disappoint you. Right. Um, and, and then you you're at a place where like you've been disappointed like in whatever the situation is and they, they, they tell you like i'm sorry and you know you forgive them but you know they say i'll never do it again or i'll make sure to do it better next time whatever and like you can, you can only trust words so much right like it's you know it's like okay i've heard this before now i need to see it now i need to see the action um to trust and that's where you know when i did my mccarthy impersonation you know it's the the time is now the time for action is now these words are falling on on these words are sliding off of us. We don't need to hear these words anymore. We've heard them too many times. We need to see some action. I agree with J-Dog says we need to be careful not to panic. It's only the first piece in the game. If this were the last game, I'd be more concerned. Actually, I would. I don't think you can take any stock from the last piece in the game. I know that it's different now, you know, because they have the bye week and stuff. Um, but I think next week is probably like that would be the if you're establishing the highest point of concern, it would be the second preseason game is my point. Um, But yeah, and I don't think any of us I I don't know that any person is like I don't think there's a Cowboys fan out there who was totally fine, who, who thought that there were no problems with the team 
who saw what happened tonight against the Broncos and said, holy crap, the house is on fire. I don't think anybody feels that way. I think the people, I think this kind of confirmed priors for people. That's what I really think this was, which is why it's disappointing. I think this confirmed, like, I think there's two sectors of Cowboys fans right now. There's, there's a line that divides them. And I don't know what percentage falls on what line, but I think there's a percent, a, a purely optimistic, don't worry, trust, you know, it's not, it's just preseason. It's just always kind of like ignoring, 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 just trust, trust, trust. It's going to be fine, going to be fine, going to be fine. And then there's this other sector that includes a lot of us that says, you know what, guys, um, these were some problems that were very visible for a long time. They were visible before they had the opportunity to improve the roster in free agency or the draft. They neglected them. They ignored them. They weakened them in some instances. And now they're an issue, right? Like, like, let's just like, if we talk about tackle, right? We just if we just talk about the tackle position, right? These are all of the moves that the Cowboys have made over the offseason at the tackle position. They cut Lyle Collins. They drafted Matt Willetsko. That's it. Like I'm <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I'm not making that up. I'm not trying to make a joke. Like if if we if we literally like populated a transactional list of what the Dallas Cowboys have done at the tackle position since they lost in the playoffs to the 49ers. If we look at the full list, it is literally they released Lyle Collins and they drafted Matt Willetsko. That's it. Like, that's the whole list. And so, you know, now we're sitting here and saying, well, it's worse. Duh! <laughs> it's worse. It was going to be worse. I mean, and yeah, Tyron didn't play. Terrence still didn't play, whatever. But like, it was going to be worse. So what a shock that it is worse. And that's where I think a lot of us are just kind of at right now uh, when it comes to our Dallas Cowboys. Zam DFW says, what about Josh Ball? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Josh Ball was on the team. So, like, he's not a transactional addition or subtraction. Like, I'm just talking about additions and subtractions, like adjustments that they made to the roster. They cut Lyle Collins. They drafted Matt Willetsko. So now Matt Willetsko is not even there because he's hurt, obviously. So, I mean, like, what do you, <laughs> you gonna, what are you gonna do? Kevin brings up the positions we were talking about: wide receiver and tackle. We gave away players who will start elsewhere. That says a lot about the team's mindset. And if you look at the receiver position, if you play that game too, there's a little bit more action there, right? They traded away Amari Cooper. They did not, and you could argue tackle. They didn't sign Ty and Seki. Fine, whatever. They um, they didn't re-sign Cedric Wilson. They didn't pay him out. And fine, like you didn't pay him. The Dolphins paid him good for set. Uh, but so they trade. If we just look at it, kind of the controllable things, they traded away Amari Cooper. They signed James Washington. They drafted Jalen Tolbert. They signed some undrafted free agents, or as Stephen Jones loves to say, college free agency. And then they signed Kevontae Turpin. That's it. Like. <laughs> That, that's the list um and and now you know like james washington and matt well let's go were kind of supposed to be these like answers you know according to the cowboys and now they're hurt and so it's like wow i cannot believe the players got hurt in the nfl what a weird thing that that would ever happen wow but I, I, I wish they made those rosters big enough to where you you know you could protect yourself from that kind of stuff you know and so that's where the stuff is weird i mean think about this and Cavante turpin had um he had a drop tonight too but i thought I, we saw some really cool stuff from Cavante. there's an argument to be made a very strong argument i think and we're just talking about football here i know there are a lot of off the field concerns with Cavante turpin but if we're talking about football and i wrote about this uh, a few days ago you can make an argument that he is the most impactful free agent who they have signed since last season ended like, like, on, like, name a more impactful free agent who they have signed than Kevontae Turpin. He, you can't. 
The, the only other one would be Anthony Barr. I mean, and obviously he hasn't even played. He's on the pup list. I mean, you can make a very strong argument that the two most impactful free agents who they have signed since March came after they started training camp in August. It's pretty wild. When you, like, <laughs> when you contextualize it that way, it's pretty wild. But, um, hey, it is what it is. I hope that everybody had a great Saturday. I know it was not fun, you know, from a Cowboys perspective, but I hope you had a great day. I hope you had great food. I hope you had a great time. Whoever you watch this game with, if you watch it by yourself, whatever, I hope it was awesome. It was still, look, at the end of the day, we got to watch the Dallas Cowboys. We got to have some fun. We got to sit here around the proverbial campfire, and we got to talk about it with each other. Like, that is a cool thing. I will forever think it is the sickest thing that the internet unites us all. We can come together. We can talk about this thing that we all love. We can vent. We can celebrate. We can moan and groan. We can weep. We can experience moments of jubilation. That is so cool to me. Um, so, um, yeah, I hope you had a great day. I hope you have a great day tomorrow. Um, we will have a podcast dropping tomorrow on the Blog of the Boys Podcast Network, recapping today. Uh, and then the whole schedule starts all over again on Monday. And like I said, that Dak Prescott interview dropping here on the YouTube channel and on the Podcast Network on Monday morning. So make sure you do subscribe both here and over there. My name is RJ Cho. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Cho. You can follow me on TikTok if you'd like at rj.ochoa. If you want to email me, you can rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. You can always leave a comment down below. We'll get to those as well. Um, but other than that, one preseason game down, two to go. And then it's all for real. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We love you all. See you next time. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.